Welcome to the Life Money Balance Podcast with your host, Dr. Preston Cherry, certified financial planner, financial therapist, and money coach. Life Money Balance lets your life lead your money, where your life and money work concurrently to align, aspire, and achieve your life's design. Through real talk, people, and stories, you'll take away tools, tips, and topics to help you increase your financial wellness and guide you toward financial freedom. All right, let's chop. All right, y'all, Dr. Cherry here. Hope all is well with you. We're kicking off this new live streaming show of the Life Money Balance podcast. Happy to be here with you. We're going to talk about today something that's been getting on my nerves and probably y'all's nerves too, which is maddening money myths that financial influencers talk about all the time. And, and these financial myths are going to be barriers to uh, your financial journey. So this is what we want to talk about. They're, they're inf- I've heard the word infuriating, maddening, and they just make me mad. I don't. But Generation X, I'm talking to you. To where did you did you have those those uh, those journals? Well, no, not journals, but comics. Where they're talking about mad mad journals. Uh, this is what I'm talking about. So we have five of them, and we're gonna go all the way through them. And some of them gonna mm, they're gonna uh, tick a couple of people off or rub some people the wrong way. I hope not, uh, because I want to do the complete opposite. I want to give food for thought out there and and say and make people say, hmm, like Arsenio Hall used to do back in the day on on his show. Right. So five of them here. Here are the five. I mean, I I took some notes. So let's get to them. Millionaires are self-made. Oh, okay, Can't can't stand that one. Uh, You need eight figures for financial freedom. No, uh, no, you don't. Um, Higher education doesn't pay. Mm, no, that's not true either. Um, what they won't tell you. Who the F is they, by the way? I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Why, why won't they tell you? Okay, I'm tired of hearing that as well. And lifestyle creep is bad. Mm, well, those are the five that we're going to chop it up today about that they're making me they're making me mad. And I hope they're making you mad, too. Okay, so let's talk about number one. Millionaires are self-made. Nah, not really. Okay, now what the what the data shows is that when people talk about millionaires are self-made, they're talking about inheritances, inheriting money from the previous generation, and you don't have to inherit money in order or not inherit money to be you know self-made i was watching this documentary with uh, arnold schwarzenegger and he was telling his life story how he grew up i forgot what country he, he grew up in but he was bodybuilding right and he was he said specifically that he is not self-made now when arnold says that he's not self-made then y'all want to listen <laughs> okay. But when when we talk about how it we meaning financial professionals say that you're not self-made, then there's oh my gosh, there's some sort of pushback. What did he say, by the way? Well, he said there's no way he could be self-made, even though he didn't receive an inheritance. But what he did receive was the opportunity to weight lift and bodybuild as an amateur 
for two years, two to three years, I forgot what's on Netflix, y'all. So check it out. It's a good documentary for two to three years in order to pursue his the aspiration of bodybuilding. So he got to build himself up and someone gave him that opportunity to be in. And I think it was a uh, some shack by the lake or something that to that effect. And and so he was ate good. He was able to row boat. Uh, on this beautiful lake and he, all he needed was this this weightlifting bench board but he did that for three years now what did what did arnold on mr schwarzenegger you know what did he become known for before his acting career we're bodybuilding and then he used that great physique of his in order to be one of the greatest action heroes of all time so the question is was he self-made? Not, not necessarily, uh, just because he didn't receive an inheritance, but he did have a transference of building up uh, self-capital in order to transfer into being productive, okay? And that in of itself is not self-made. He had somebody believe in him. He had somebody, you know, trust that he was going to work hard. So he had a mentor. So those are the key elements of being or not being self-made, which is self-worth, self-value, and, and transferring those traits into producing, you know, massive amount of income and then wealth over time. So uh, also, I, I, let me, let me say, state this as, as well. Uh, being self-made and not receiving an inheritance doesn't necessarily you didn't receive any financial help at all. So some of the studies discount the fact that some families near, live near their parents. So they, they receive uh, caregiving for their children. Now, if you receive care, caregiving for your children for seven, eight, nine, ten years, well, that's a lot of money. I, I I'm about to have a <laughs> I'm about to have a baby myself next year, so I'm about to find that out. But from from what I hear from my friends and my clients, caregiving is expensive. So, if you receive caregiving for free or a very discounted price for a number of years, that in of itself is a financial transference. So again, not self-made because if you get to add up all those years of child care service, uh, $6,000, upwards to $10,000 a year. It can get up there, y'all, okay? And you compound that over over time, that can contribute to your future your future goals, your current and future goals, your lifestyle goals now and your current future, um, and, and your future, and your future future. <laughs> so again, there I can, I can do a whole show on this maddening money myth that millionaires are self-made. We're gonna we're gonna run that back a couple of times in a, in a future show. Can't wait to get your feedback on, on on this. Number two, you need eight figures to achieve financial freedom. Freedom. Mm -mm. No, you don't need eight figures. So the number is I, I heard the other day was in order to be financially free, you need ten million dollars in order to be financially free. Uh, that's not necessarily the case. That discourages a lot of folks. And it depends on 
what your version of financial freedom is. Uh, financial freedom, first of all, y'all, is it's a number. I, I know that shocks a lot of people, but financial freedom is a number. So it, you, you have to accumulate some sort of wealth in order to fund what your aspirations are far as when you choose your financial freedom date. So you have a you have a number. What is that? What is your freedom date? What is your savings rate? OK. And how are you going to go about you know funding funding this savings rate? Uh, so that you know, financial freedom is a collection of what it means to you. What do you want to do? How do you want to live your lifestyle? Uh, what do what, what lifestyle far as roof over your head, traveling, this, that, and the other? Okay, and then what do you aspire to do? What what are those what are those aspirations that if you only had five years to live or no time to live at all that you wish you would? have done. Okay. Don't want to live with too many regrets. So boldly envision those and and care for your loved ones. There's so many factors that go into what financial freedom means to individuals. Also, what does that number mean to you that's going to help you out with your well-being and not think of, uh, you know, not having enough. Okay. Sometimes (laughs) it's not only about not having enough, it's when you had enough of this, right? Because it's not having enough and you've had enough and that's going to define your date. So when you have all of your unique factors of talking about your, your financial freedom, then that determines the dollar amount. And sometimes, and many oftentimes, it's not 10 figures. Okay. Now you can have vast uh, dreams and pursuits in life and go chase the bag. If that's your value, that's great. But I I have a lot of clients at, at, at concurrent financial. And, and also I've, I've heard from folks in their studies that you you simply don't need, uh, uh, if, you know, depending on your version of financial freedom, you don't need $10 million or eight figures or 20 million or 30 or 50 million. Oh my goodness. It's getting out of hand. Every time you hear somebody on TikTok, it's like, oh, okay, inflation is causing your retirement to go up, which it does. All right. So you need $20 million, $30 million in order to retire. That's some bullshit, y'all. Okay. So no, maddening money myth. That throws people off, off guard. Okay. All right. The LMB podcast is brought to you by Concurrent Financial Planning, a virtual and fee-only firm serving households and business owners nationwide that offers a transformational experience to help you achieve your life aspirations. Learn more by visiting www.concurrentfp.com. Now, here's the show. Another one. Higher education doesn't pay. People are sick of, you know, either young folks or parents paying for young folks to go to school and not getting any return on it because it's it's over in debt. Now I'm a professor, so maybe I have a little bias, but I don't. That there's <laughs> there is actually actually college is more than just preparing yourself for a career, young people for a career. It's actually there to advance the human condition. And when you're there, you're you're growing oneself as a human being. And then also too, there's a lot, as many studies show that if 
the college is attained in a uh, efficient manner far as dollars is concerned, then your return on your value, depending on the career that you choose, that you select and the and the amount of debt that you come out of school with, you can make up over a career uh, a million dollars of career earnings just by going to school. And it's attainable. That's another myth to go ahead and with this same myth that college education is not attainable. Yes, it's very inflationary, it, meaning the cost of college has been rising and continues to rise a lot. That said, there is a, there are a lot of ways that you can go about attaining college education in a cost-effective manner. Let's let's just just think about a couple. I myself went to community college. I stayed at home uh, longer, and, and m- most young folks are doing that longer anyway. Uh, I worked a, I worked while I was going to school, and I also uh, I also borrowed. Student loan is not bad. Student loans are not bad. It is the amount of which we uh, 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 that we that we grow or that we that we take and then how we manage student loans that that necessarily gets folks, people in trouble a little bit. Okay, so going back, higher education is valuable. So higher education, higher education is not bad. It's not it doesn't it, it doesn't not have any value. And then higher education is attainable because you can mix it up. You got scholarships, you got grants, got a couple of loans, you got working, you got staying at home a little bit, you got community college. You can you can cut the cost of college by doing a number of those things. Okay. So let's go to number where am I? Oh, the, number four. What they won't tell you. Who the F is they? Okay, who is they? <laughs> well, the they is information. So financial literacy, and this is for everyone across the socioeconomic status, including the high income Gen Xers that I serve. Financial literacy means informed behaviors and decisions. And that way you're on your way to financial wellness, which is having more security, confidence, and control, and financial Outlook about your finances now and in the future. That's financial wellness. That comes after financial literacy, informed decisions and behaviors. And what becomes before that? Well, that's financial education. And that's just information. And all of us have a desire most of the time, particularly the clients I, I, I serve and even the students I teach and just overall in general, people want to be informed. So if you have information with financial education, then you make you hopefully you're making better informed decisions and behaviors, which leads you to the financial wellness aspect. So when you have more information and you get to apply them to your values, goals, uh, you know, goals, aspirations, and interchangeable sometimes. I use aspirations because it's it's more stickiness to you. What your attitudes are, your experiences, your cultures. Once you use the information and alignment, when you have life and money alignment, you can give your money assignment. And then when you have education, you can take that to and apply it to your plan. And when you talk to they, <laughs> you can ask some questions. And, and and actually ask 
what you do want to do with your money, whether it be your you know, financial advisor or your 401k provider or, uh, or any any amount of who they is. I, I need to put they in, in quotes. What, what are we doing? Yeah. And so you'll hear on on Finfluencers a lot, even though I'd like to be, I'm, I'm, I've got my one too, but they could be bad, bad ones and good ones, I guess, is they lead off things with what what they won't what they won't tell you. Well, nobody I, nobody's trying to harm you in general. You know, you got some institutions that are out there doing a little bad, but in general and overall, you know, they are not trying to lock up your money. They are not trying to keep you from retirement. They are not trying to keep you from accessing your money. Okay. Who the F is they? You can you can challenge they with having more information and you'll feel empowered at that point. So they, what they won't tell you, get out of here with that. All right, here's another one. Okay. Lifestyle creep is bad. Okay. Now I do understand the premise of this one. It's like don't do any lifestyle creep. Because if you earn lifestyle creep, let's talk about it. Lifestyle creep is earning more and then also spending a lot more and shunning your goals. Well, yes, in that case it's bad. However, there's no shame or judgment by increasing your quality of life by as your income increases, yes, you can increase your quality of life. Please do. Also, be mindful of increasing those savings rates and those money assignments. You got life and money alignment, money assignments. You want to go ahead and increase funding to all of your near-term and long-term goals while it's an and, not an or, while you are having a little bit of enjoyment in your lifestyle creep. Okay. One of my favorite song, one of my favorite artists is Luther Vandross. He's got a song called Creep, 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 Creep. Well, go ahead and creep, but be mindful, but you know, be mindful of your other long-term goals as well. All right, y'all. I think we touched on a, a few of these a maddening money myths. Here we go with them one more time. Millionaires are self-made. Nah, nah. You need eight figures to uh, for financial freedom. Financial education is doesn't pay and is not attainable. What they won't tell you, and also lifestyle creep, we are, is bad. No, no. Those are the five. So looking forward to hearing you on the next live show, so we can chop it up. I want you to go by the YouTube channel, check us out, like and subscribe. But I, I love having you being here on this live episode and we're going to keep uh, keep having this show live and hopefully we we'll get some guests and have and, and have everybody offer some feedback. We take Q&A and all that. So with that, Dr. Preston Cherry here. Hope all is well. Stay tuned. We'll chop soon. Cheers. Thank you for tuning in and chopping it up with me, your host, Dr. Cherry, and our guests on the Life Money Balance Podcast. We hope that this episode helps improve your life and money wellness, where your life leads your money. That's the LNB journey. If you haven't already, we ask that you share, rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. These actions help you receive new episodes on your device and other people find this show. We appreciate and answer all your questions and feedback. Please email us at contact at lifemoneybalancepodcast.com. 
Be sure to follow me across all social media platforms with the handle at Dr. Preston Cherry. Thank you. And until we chop again, cheers. The material provided is for informational and educational purposes only and should not be construed as professional financial advice. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of myself unless otherwise specifically cited. The strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. The information expressed does not consider your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Information has been obtained from sources deemed to be reliable, but my firm or I cannot guarantee their accuracy and completeness. Always consult with qualified investment, legal, or tax professionals before taking action. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results.